Welcome to Talking Braves. We're back finally. We're back. It's been we we do this a lot, but you know, life more, happens. a lot more than we want to. Yeah, but we are back for the time being. Um, hopefully, you know, we say we're going to come back, and then we do, and then we you know hit a hit a wall. So um, we're we're going to keep keep pushing. Playoff time though. Playoffs yeah, a bit of tomorrow. an unplanned well, today. hiatus. Unplanned hiatus, yes. I would say. It was um, definitely not planned. You know, a lot of scheduling issues with us. You know, a lot of times I wasn't available when he was, when Luke was, and then vice versa. You know, I wasn't available when he was available. Uh, work schedule, school schedule, it just was kind of a mess. Um, yes. But, you know, we're back. We're going to try to do this more. For the playoffs, really looking forward to it. Um, you know, <laughs> we're, it's going to be impossible for us to catch up on every everything, but um, <laughs> we're definitely going to try to keep, hit the key points. We'll talk about you know the Braves' rise and the NL East. We'll talk about the Mets. Um, <laughs> that's going to be fun. <laughs> um, talk about the Mariners, Albert Pools, Aaron Judge, all that good stuff, and. We'll get to that in a second, but Luke, how you been? No, pretty good. Can't complain. Just, you know, I don't know if, um, if you're watching this somehow on video, um, in a new, we're in a new setup, new apartment this year. So I don't know if you can really tell it's kind of the same general setup. So you probably can't really tell. Um, but you know, I've just been living life, getting school done. You know, it's, it's been a grind, but you know, life happens. It, it's, it is what it is, and you just got to keep pushing. It's nice, you know, it's fun when we get to do this. Um, I, I enjoy doing this, um, and we try to get to do it more often, but sometimes it's just it, ha- it happens. We don't, we don't just plan, hey, we're going to take a three-month break, but sometimes it, life happens. So, yeah, I keep, mean, keep going. W- We've wanted to record. I, I can promise you that. But I mean, I feel like, you know, we probably could have done it here and there, but like it just it just didn't really feel right or whatever. Or like there wasn't like anything crazy to talk about. Now we got a ton to talk about, but, you know, we're going to try to keep it, you know, a little short, a little sweet. Um, but we got to start it off with, you know, the Braves. I don't even know the last time we recorded. We, but we were, you know, pretty know, far we, back. We, we were in back. the ten at least. I, I, I mean, it got as high up as ten and a half, and I mean, last time we recorded was June thirtieth, so around that time we were probably like maybe like seven, eight games back, somewhere around there, something like that. Um, dark times, but um, I gotta say, <laughs> I don't know if anyone in Braves country really expected us to. Climb back to the top of the division uh, the way we did uh, back when our schedule was released for the 2022 season. Um, we really highlighted that last series or last home series against the New York Mets um, as you know something that would be crazy, and um, it was everything as advertised, everything as anticipated, and then some. Um, I mean, playoff atmosphere at Truist Park. It was fantastic. I had I was able to come home and work one of those games, uh, the Sunday game, uh, the series finale, which was the biggest one that we could have possibly had, um, at least in the regular season. I can't recall a regular season series with that kind of magnitude. Yeah, a long, long time. It's been a long, long time since that that has happened. So, yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with that series, but, um, you know, the Braves entered that series, I believe it was two games back, I think. One game. One game back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. One game back, and the Mets had the tiebreaker by two games. So we we had to sweep in order to get the tiebreaker, which is that new rule this year. I mean, we're we got to discuss those rules that are going to be implemented next year. That's for another time. Um, probably talk about the new rules for next season in another episode, probably in the off season. But um, 
Yeah, I, I don't remember talking about the tiebreaker rule, but we might have hit on that at some point during the lockout. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I. I that seems like it was ages ago. The lockout no, seems the, like it was. It was like last year, but in reality, I mean, it was. I mean, it kind of was. March. It was like, when did it start? Like December the first. Yeah. And it lasted, I think, until early March. Yeah, like the first week of March. Sounds. Can't about remember it. exactly. I really 10th, can't. Maybe that's it. Seems to ring a bell. March tenth or March twelfth. I couldn't tell you, but um, I'm just really, uh, I'm just so happy that this team was able to, you know, take over the Mets. And the thing is, I mean, what makes it so much sweeter is that it's the Mets, you know, if it was like the Marlins or if it was like the Nationals or even, I mean, the Phillies, we don't like the Phillies at all, but like if it was the Phillies, I mean, it's still not as bad as the New York Mets. And also, I would say from my experiences, you know, being a Braves fan, uh, fan run account on Instagram for, oh, it's been eight years now. That's crazy. Um, Mets fans are the worst. Um, most annoying. They talk so much trash. Um, for a team that hasn't won something since 1986, it's kind of crazy. It's hilarious because I don't know how many of our listeners are active on Twitter, but have have you guys seen Kevin McAlpin's Twitter? It is the, I mean, it's probably not going to be as much recently, but, um, you know, Kevin McAlpin, every single time the Mets lost would just type or tweet out these three simple words, the Mets lost and Mets fans would just get so mad at him and he would just roast them and everything. And, I remember some fan for just for example um brought up uh pete alonzo has more home runs since uh, 2019 than acuna has since 2018 or whatever <laughs> which is kind of a dumb argument considering you're yeah, talking about he, he's you're trying considering to he's he's built like a mountain and he should <laughs> that's his whole that's his whole that's his whole job like he's he's there he's not gonna hit you he's not gonna hit 300 He's not going to play stellar defense. He's there to hit home runs and drive in RBIs. Like, that's literally what he's getting paid to do. Here's the thing. Like, I would say that, you know, you're trying to defend your team, but you only bring up one particular one player from each team. Like, that's not – that doesn't make that much of a difference. And also, Acuna has been hurt a lot. So, you know, if Acuna has actually having, played, like, every game, you know – He's having a career down year. I mean, granted, he came back in what May, yeah. beginning of May, early May. He's yeah. he's coming off his ACL, which is not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, for anybody, no matter who you are, you could be a superstar, you could be a you know role player, whatever it is. It's not easy to come back from that. But still, you know, he stuck it out. He obviously there were ups and downs, but he at the end of the day, I think he I don't know exactly what he finished with. It was like around a two seventy batting average, fifteen bombs, and like. 775 OPS, which for Ronald Acuna, you know, we expect like, like an elite expectation from Ronald Acuna because he is an elite player. But coming off of a ACL, he still put up productive numbers. That I mean, you can say what you want. You can compare, you know, Mark Cannon or Ronald Acuna, yada yada, all this, all that. Um, but at the end of the day. I mean, you, you just wait for Ron to come back and get healthy in 2023 because it's gonna mm-hmm. be it's gonna be a show. I can guarantee mm-hmm. that. So yeah, um, going back to Kevin McAlpin, he came back with that and uh, said Acuna has a World Series ring, and Alonzo doesn't. I mean, that's kind of like classic, you know, for us because you know it's a great comeback. To be yes, fair, because you know that now we can we can finally you know. Man, I, I should have worn my World Series ring for this episode, but I, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I have it. I have it back at um, somewhere. I know where it is, but my uh, my my parents each have one in at my house back mm-hmm. home somewhere. Yeah, I was able to somewhere. get some for my whole family. So everyone in my family has one. 
So sweet. I mean, it, it, and even though it's just a replica, it's still like pretty still, darn cool. It still means something. Those giveaways were absolutely crazy. Just just being there for all of them. <laughs> I'm just gonna like. I can't imagine how it was working. Yeah, it was madness. It was madness. It was. It was. It was definitely madness. That would be an understatement for sure. Um, <laughs> I get, I just remember in order to fight against like the uh, the fans that would just like come in and leave and come back through like another gate or whatever. Like we we would only have like one exit out right field gate, <laughs> and that was the only place that fans could exit from. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then I got yelled at by some fan because, uh, you know, it's got to be a fire hazard or whatever. I was just like, if there's a fire, like it's going to, we're obviously going to let people out, you know, but I don't know. Obviously he wasn't really thinking, but Hey, um, I have, I have some crazy stories about work, but those are not for this episode. <laughs> um, anyways. Hey, if we if you want us to, you know, we should start a podcast about life. You know, we could do that. If you wanted to watch, if you want to oh. do us talk about our whole life, which I mean, I don't know why you would. That's we're pretty boring. A life people. story. I mean, I, I go to school, I go to work, I do homework, I work out. There's not much to my day, you know. But if you guys want to hear about it, I'll tell you all about it. Don't worry. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon. Talking life. <laughs> talking life that is oh gosh you're on your own there pal (laughs) (laughs) anyways um so let's talk about that that series in its entirety real quick um needed a sweep without a doubt two out of three would have been okay but Mets would have would have had the tiebreaker excuse me um which really if the Mets had the Mets had the tiebreaker you know, we would have used Max Freed in, excuse me, game 162. But obviously with the Braves sweep, they didn't need to do that. They could just like rest their guys, just had to win one of the three games, and which we did. So even though the Braves and Mets both finished with the same record, 101 and 61, we had the tiebreaker. So we yeah. win the division and we get a bye first round of the playoffs. So first we don't have to play huge. series. It's huge. Absolutely, especially huge. with some guys, you know, beating up and you know, long season, you know, especially for a guy like you know, we've talked about Spencer Strider. Um, he probably wasn't gonna pitch if we um didn't get the buy, so it's good that we, you know, get get guys rested, get get him a week of rest, um, and get the show on the road to either be playing the um Phillies or Cardinals. So we'll be playing a team in red. We will be. So, uh, game one of that series, um, we had Max Fried versus Jacob Degrom. Interesting game here. Um, now, this one, I would say, you know, <laughs> great pitching matchup, no doubt. Friday night. Braves had the red uniforms, just a great atmosphere. Mets jumped out to a one nothing lead in the second inning, but we answered back, and that was a big theme for the series. Every single time that the Mets seemed to score, we would just come back with two runs, you know? Yeah. And that was a common theme. Um, Max Freed, five innings, four hits, one earned run, did not walk anybody, and struck out three, had to leave the game. Because he got a little sick. Yeah, he, he and then puked. He did puke. <laughs> um, and Degrom left after six innings due to a blister. So, oh, he weird did? circumstances for both starting pitchers. So, I mean, Degrom was disgusting. Eleven strikeouts through six innings. Um, and then we teed off against uh, Tyler and Miguel. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was an interesting move by by Buck Showalter. Tyler, yeah, why would you bring in Tyler Miguel there? I was, I was, I was watching it, and I was looking at it like, there's just no way he brought in Tyler Miguel. 
I mean, I, I, I get because they were one game up at the, in the division at this point. So I guess they could have it's technically played that they could have played it safe and keep. I mean, because let's be honest, the, the bullpen for the Mets is not as deep that they probably have one of the weaker bullpens in the playoffs, I would say. I mean, they have Otto, you know, they obviously have Edwin Diaz, who's a stud. But I mean, outside of that, you know, Drew Smith's been solid. And um, there's one more. Um, uh, I can't think. Seth of Lugo, Adam Ottavino. Seth Lugo, Ottavino, Diaz, and Drew Smith. So, I mean, and there's a few other guys you could work in. But Joely Rodriguez has been good this year, too. I mean, not really. When it comes down to of... it, you, they don't have elite, elite back-end bullpen guys like us and the – the Astros and the, you know, I mean, the Yankees, the Rays, sometimes. The Rays I guess. I, I don't the know Rays, yeah. Loop in there, the, the, the Guardians to have, you know, Class A, they have um, Karen Shack, they have some studs in the back in that <laughs> bullpen. Um, but obviously, Buck wanted to save his best guys for, you know, those next two games. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we didn't even see Diaz until. Sunday's game and by that point they were already losing so you know interesting I mean you know I I, you can say what you want but it was really interesting the way he managed that game I know it was in the seventh inning I believe when Miguel came in but Mm -hmm. you know interesting yeah at the time the Braves were leading three to one Uh, we hit three solo home runs against Jacob deGrom Uh, Dansby Matt Olson and who had the other one? Can't remember. Um, Austin Riley. Yeah, Austin Riley. So, yeah, I don't get the decision to bring in Migo there, but uh, thank you, Buck Show Walter. Yeah. Uh, not, not, no <laughs> complaints over here. Breathing room. Absolutely. Uh, Miguel, two thirds of an inning, three hits, two earned runs. Just, <laughs> I mean, we teed off against him. What else is there to say? Um, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of anxiety there in the ninth inning, I would say, for the yeah, for oh, the Braves for sure. with Kenley Jansen, but um, got the job done. Bases loaded. Um, was it one or two? I can't remember exactly, but they at least loaded the bases. But Kenley worked out of it uh, with a scoreless. I think he had bases loaded, one out, and then he struck out. I know he struck out um, McCann or somebody. And then I don't know how he got the final out. I don't even remember. Maybe another strike. Well, I mean, I he, he struck out the side. So, so. Well, then three, two strikeouts, I think, because he had basically one out, and we were we were sweating it out. And I think he struck out the mm-hmm. whoever whoever the last two batters in that inning were. Yeah. So I also got to shout out our bullpen. Lights out the whole series. They only gave up one earned run, series. and that was Minter in this game. Um, they were locked down. I mean, you had uh, your I mean, best guys. I mean, Snit knew he was going with his best best guys. You know, we have our our setup. You know, I think we've seen that at this point that it's Rysel, Minter, and and Jansen seven, eight, nine. That's what it is at this point. Um, now, so we see that, and then you guys have you have guys like McHugh who's been really good this year, and then Chavez, I believe, came in in that um Friday or Saturday game, one of those two games. And just guys, Dylan Lee, too, as well. Um, I mean, our bullpen is just – it's so deep. I mean, and that doesn't even include our, our our boy, Tyler Matzik, who, you know, uh, you know, he hasn't been the same guy. I mean, we, he knows that. We know that. But he's still back there, and he's still got like a 3-1 ERA. So he's still – you know, when he's not your one of your best guys and he still has a 3-1 ERA, that's – you know, that says something. So 5-2 win. On Friday night, moving to Saturday night, we had um, Max Scherzer against Kyle Wright. Going into this game, I, I'm, I wouldn't say like I felt as com- I didn't. Even though Kyle Wright felt, has had an unbelievable year, I, I didn't uneasy. feel as comfortable. Yeah, I felt yeah. a little uneasy with just the pitching matchup alone. Nothing against Kyle I, Wright. The season he's had has been absolutely incredible, but. Going against I think, Max Scherzer in this, I mean, I think ahead. from from my from my, I mean, I think it was an experience level. I think I looked at it and I was like, you know, it's a you know, 
tied for the division. You got a guy, you, both guys will treat it like a playoff game. And obviously we can say Kyle Wright's never, he's never started and pitched well in a big playoff game. Obviously he had the duck in, in 2020 against the Dodgers and the NLCS. That was bad. He came in in relief in the, the world series. Obviously that was what turned his basically everything around for him, but he didn't start that game, but he pitched really well. And I think, you know, he, he looked, he looked rough. Let's say he looked rough early, but he settled in and Scherzer. I don't know what it is about Max Scherzer. We, we, we couldn't hit off of him in the first few, few games we faced him this season, but we've owned Max Scherzer for a while now when he was in Washington, when he, you know, two or three starts against him this year, we've just had his number. And the thing is, I, I don't remember the exact stats, but I had seen somewhere that Kyle Wright was 0-2 with like a six or something ERA against the Mets prior to this game. Really? So that, that was just another reason to just not have that much confidence in this game. Mm-hmm. But, For sure. you know, Kyle Wright really shaky in the first inning. Uh, yeah. Really kind of had us all on the edge of our seats. And the Braves' offense really not all that impressive. Only one for seven with the front of the scoring position. Um, we did have 11 hits, but most of those were just little singles. Um, only three of those 11 hits went for extra bases. Home runs off the bat of Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson, who homered in all three games. Spoiler for the Sunday game. <laughs> but um, had four different guys with multi-hit games. We had three hits from Austin Riley and Ronald Acuna and two hits apiece from Olsen and Swanson. So, you know. Yeah. Up and down the lineup, you're getting production. Um, also, let's talk about this for a second because I meant to bring this up for the Friday game. How did how did you feel about Michael Harris being at the three-hole? I think, I think it was in, at that time, maybe you could have named it, made it a necessity because Matt Olsen was not hitting – very well. I mean, he, I think he coming into that series, he was hitting like 063. Then he turned it around. He's, I mean, he was, he won player of the week today. Um, congratulations to him. He, you know, he was tearing the cover off the ball this week, but let's be honest before that, he couldn't hit water if he fell off a boat. I mean, I love he using was that. plain and simple. <laughs> I, I love using that phrase, but he couldn't hit water if he fell off a boat. And I mean, I think for a young guy like Michael, I think it was, you know, it was one of those situations where he probably shouldn't be in there yet, but you know, you know, I guess you could have put Austin there, you know, whatever, but you know, I, I don't think he'll be, he definitely won't be in the three hole um, in the playoffs. I can guarantee you that he, he definitely suits better as of right now with this lineup in the bottom. I think he's that seven, eight hole guy right now that is going to, you know, feed the top um, with along with probably, you know, Grissom or, or Arcia, who's been tearing the cover off the ball um, and Contreras or whoever's at that bottom of that lineup feeding the top. And, you know, I, I think, I think that's where Michael needs to be. I think that's where he's comfortable. That's where we've seen it all year. He's, you know, been hitting 300 in that spot. And I don't think that should um, change. I think he should be in that seven, eight hole. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, it was a very strange move at the time. Um, to you know, experiment with him in the three hole during our biggest series of the year. <laughs> that, that was just kind of like, I mean, I don't disagree with Snicker very often. I mean, it, it didn't really matter too much, you know, at the grand scheme of things. Looking back on it, but I mean, if we want to put just this didn't in make that much sense. If we want to put this into perspective, Michael Harris in the three hole the whole weekend went one for 12 with a, with four strikeouts. So it was not a fun time for him all weekend. He did not, you know, he wasn't the Michael Harris. We, we knew or know um, in that three hole that week, that last this weekend or last weekend or whatever weekend that was. Yeah. I, and also Vaughn Grissom hadn't started at all. Really? He just hasn't. I mean, he, he, he went into a little bit of a funk, but never really got the opportunity to hit himself out of it. I mean, RC, RC got like 
one start and started doing like really really well so we just kept playing him over grissom yeah just we just we just played the hot hand and you know looking back what's kind of funny is i don't even think grissom was in the big leagues the last time we recorded so (laughs) (laughs) that's true so uh, it might be the first time we've ever said Vaughn grissom on the podcast if you are just now finding out about Vaughn grissom on this podcast then Welcome um, to. I don't know. This, this is, know this know is Vaughn Grissom's world, and we're just living in it. <laughs> I don't know how you wind it up here. Then, um, quite honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, you more than likely know who Vaughn Grissom is. If you don't, Vaughn Grissom, ladies and gentlemen, he's great. Um, that, that first major league home run over the monster, the bat flip, the everything, and then the, him watching it on the, on the tablet in the dugout and just seeing his reaction, just like, holy crap. Like, that was priceless. I wish I could, um, you know, but obviously the podcast is audio, so I, I wish I could just, like, show you guys a visual of it, but I can't. Um, unless I do some editing for the YouTube thing, but. That's too mm. much work. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of work. Also, um, a lot of time we don't have. Yeah. Also, um, before we get to the Sunday game, I do want to say that on Tuesday the division series starts, and three of those five games are going to be at Truist Park. So, get those, your tickets. those times have not been released yet, have they? No. Okay. A little weird. Going MLB do better. The MLB they they, they well I mean it, like it, it kind of makes sense release... though because we don't know our opponent yet so well, maybe like the the timing and stuff of like so maybe that's what they're waiting on but yeah just give us but the that's... eleven o'clock game like you always do and then call it a day. <laughs> I can tell you I will not be paying attention in class if we have an 11, 11 a.m. game if the eleven a.m. well because we're on Central so it'd be a 12, 12, 12 o'clock. It'd be a noon game on the East Coast, but we're both on Central, so it'd be an 11 o'clock. For now. So, yeah, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I believe... What's the final game? Is that Sunday or is that Monday? Friday, I think it's... Uh, or, or at least the home game. Uh, Sunday. It'd be Sunday. It'll be play, Sunday. Play, it'd be, okay. it'd be two, two at home, day off two on the road and then back at Truist for possibly game five. Hopefully, Intriguing. I might hopefully have to we don't even get, let's hope we just don't even get to that point. Yeah. If it gets to that point, uh, I might be able to get to game five. So, but hopefully we're not yeah. playing the Cardinals in a game five day and I'll BS again. Cause yeah. Also, we just can't win. Uh, when's the last time the Braves won a game five? Exactly. No one can remember that. So, mm, you know, never, never. In the <laughs> might have been never. History. I don't know. <laughs> Like but Jamie, um, like we, we lost game five of the NLCS. No, we've we lost like game five literally of the series. Yeah, literally, like all the recent game fives we've lost. We didn't play. Them. We didn't play a game five in the the DS last year, did we? No, we played no, game four. No, because because so, we didn't. Yeah, like we the last won. three times we played a game five, it's been ugly, like really ugly. Yeah, that's what that's the thing. I, like, I let's don't just, remember exactly, but hey, like, let's just not ever like if we have a game five, I think we should just forfeit from now on. Just just yeah, save our pitching. That's fair. Just be like, hey, yeah, we'll give you guys this one. But yeah, um, we'll be right back because Zoom is about to kick us out because of this stupid time limit. We haven't found an <laughs> alternative yet, but we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Facts. So. Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday. Those are all home games. Sunday, if necessary. Get your tickets now. Because Get up. this episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Hey, you thought Seat I forgot. Geek. We haven't forgotten about you, SeatGeek. Seat Check Geek. out SeatGeek. Get $20 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Promise you, you're not going to find many offers better than this. So get your tickets. Use promo code BRAVESNEWS at checkout. All one word, all lowercase or uppercase. I don't think it matters. Get $20 off your ticket purchase. 
And also, if you're listening to this, you know, after that, these are good for both the division series and the championship series and the world series. If we get there, hopefully we get there again. That would be awesome. It's your world series tickets. Now we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Get them right now. And the thing is, if we don't even make it to the world series, you'll get your money back. So it all works out. I don't know if you'll be able to use the promo code again, but I, I would think so. I haven't tried it. So if someone wants to try that and let me know, that would be appreciated. Email us. It's in the description. Um, but yeah, if you're listening to this after baseball season, I don't know why you're why you're here, but um, this promo code is also good for concerts, musicals, Broadway shows, um, other sporting events. So do it. It's a great deal. Helps you out. Helps us out. It's a win-win. Go check out SeatGeek. Helps you out especially more than us. So yes, thank you SeatGeek for sponsoring this episode and every episode. We love and you every guys. post on Braves News One One. Also, have you have you seen on Braves News One One uh, the amount of likes that I have on those memes? Yeah, goodness gracious, it blew up. I mean, I thought I I thought they were good memes. I mean, I also was mm-hmm. wanting to post more, but like Instagram would let me for whatever reason. Like, so I only had to post four. They were like, David, quit posting. <laughs> I don't know. It just wouldn't go through, so I had to cut it down quite a bit. But uh, people seem to love them, so um, maybe I should post more memes. <laughs> also, I didn't ma- I didn't make any of those; those were all from Twitter. So, um, yeah, I should yeah. probably. We don't. I don't actually. Photo. I've actually every meme in my phone it was stolen from Twitter, or well, for, yeah. not every single one of them, but majority of them. Mm-hmm. I also um, designed my NL East like champion graphic or whatever and i'm really happy with how it turned out i i mean I, i'm i haven't been much of an editor ever before so um i was really happy with it uh if you're on youtube i might as well show you show off a little bit hopefully no one texts me anything bad while i show this on screen but like come on now that looks pretty cool i think pardon the light i liked it i thought it was pretty good i designed that thing I don't know. I, I just thought that looked like really, really good. But I don't know if you're actually like a graphic designer or whatever, you, you might think that's pretty crap, but I'm happy with it. Anyways. Let's talk about that Sunday game. So I was there. Um, let's see. Gates opened at, uh, I believe it was 4.30. So I was pretty much standing around for about three hours before I went on break. Actually, probably longer than that. So. Whew, got there at like, ooh, I don't even know what time I got, like 3.45 about I got there. And there were already people like lined up at the gates. It was crazy. Um, like I was there at 3.45 for a 7.08 first pitch. And there were people lined up outside. It was crazy. Um, definitely the place to be over the weekend, without a doubt. 100%. And um, hey, I... I, I know I posted on Twitter, if you're going to be at the game, be loud, be engaged. Um, and boy, were they ever loud, engaged. That was, I mean, I wasn't there, but you could hear, I mean, from the TV, um, it was, it was loud. Like they, like it was a play, it was a playoff atmosphere. Like it was as good as it gets at Truist Park. Like that's what gets your, 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 your juice is flowing. Like that's what gets you pumped and your adrenaline rushing. And it's, it's fun to be a part and watch those games. So shout out Braves country. Yeah. But here's the one thing that I did, had a kind of an issue with. It was like the seventh inning. We had a one run lead fans. Like they started a sweep, sweep, sweep. And we had a one run lead. Like, it, that's very bold and it like it really could have come back to bite us like bad um and i was talking with some other people like working there including a police officer um shout out to cobb county sheriff's department they're freaking awesome um ex- unless they gave you a ticket one time then maybe there's an exception but um at least the ones i work with are awesome but um <laughs> like we we're all just like 
if we lose this game, like, you know how bad, like, this is bad of a look this is going to be. Braves fans chanting sweep with a one run lead. I mean, I get it, but like, you, you don't do that. <laughs> you do that maybe if you have a 10 run lead, but not a one run lead. Come on, guys. Anyways, sorry, that's my rant of the day. Um, but yeah, the crowd was electric. Um, Chris Bassett looked rocked from the very beginning. Oh, he looked, he was, he looked like he had, I mean, has he pitched a big, big game like, like a playoff game or like, I mean, well, I know you gotta think he, he's pitched for the A's, so no. Well, well, even, like anyone. the wild card game. I don't know if he started it though or pitched at all. Back what, in, year? Like, 20, what year? What year? What year? 2020, the White Sox and the A's played. I didn't realize the A's were that good that recently. Or was it? I mean, but it was a 60 game season, so who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Oh, was well. the 29th? I don't know. I don't know what year it was, quite honestly. But I, I maybe don't I mean, even if he has, it's I mean, he's in a different league. He's facing, you know, a lot a very team. good Braves team at their place with a, that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah it, it, the nerves are going to hit you for sure. No. Oh. Um, yeah. And you could tell after the bases all been walked to uh, was it Olsen? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Olson. Yeah. Yeah. Before Darno's two run single. Yeah, he just looked completely rocked. You could just tell, like, he didn't really have any control of his off-speed pitches. His fastball looked bad. Um, this was another game that I didn't feel, really feel very confident in. With uh, Morton on the mound. I mean, Morton's been okay down the stretch. Better than earlier in the season. But I wouldn't say I have nearly as much confidence in Charlie Morton this year as I did let's say last year. Yeah, for sure. When he was borderline ace. But, you know, I feel like despite Morton not being himself, we've had other guys step in big time like Strider and Kyle Wright this year. So, um, and Bryce Elder becomes first Braves uh, rookie to throw a shot since 1990. So, I mean, we've had, uh, we've had guys come in. And really fill in these shoes. I remember, I think it was MLB on Fox on Instagram. Post about Bryce Elder uh, pitching a complete game shutout. And I remember the comments. Like, I think one said, like, the Braves are just, like, spawning guys at this point. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's great. Like, and people, some comments just were like, who? who? And, and, you know, that just goes to show how much depth this Atlanta Braves team has. Um, and it's crazy just to kind of think about, you know, if one guy goes down, you could easily have another guy step in and fill in those shoes. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's really a great thing. And, um, I went to a couple of Gwinnett games down the stretch as well. Uh, this was probably early August. Uh, I'd completely forgotten that we had Alex Dickerson on the team. Um, Preston Tucker, Travis DeMeritt, um, Travis DeMeritt, Hernan yeah, Perez, Jake Marisnik is on the team. Um, Chadwick Trump, I mean, he, he's hurt now, but you know, you have the Pat Vileka, another guy. Um, was it Vileka who was called up very, very briefly? I mean, he didn't appear in a game. Was it Vileka? No, it was someone else, I think. I don't know, but yeah, we have depth. It's great. It's crazy. You know, you have guys with that major league experience down there in triple a. Um, but then again, you know, we don't really have those big time prospects anymore because they're developed and we've traded some of them away and we've brought some of them, some of them up. And, you know, you look at Strider and Harris this year, you know, it's really just crazy how, great our um our minor league staff has developed these guys into legitimate like great major league players yeah and grissom another one who started off really really well so yeah he, he was tearing he was hitting 450 with like 
on a thousand OPS in his first like two weeks up. I mean, yeah. I mean, outrageous. He, he cooled off considerably, but yeah, who but cares? Still I mean, he was still, you know, an absolute stud. And then Orlando Garcia just t- tore it up over the last week. So, yep. Anyways, yeah, dude. so yeah, long story short, we took that final game of the series by a score of what was the final score? Four to two. No, five, three, five, three, five, three. And yeah, our bullpen phenomenal. The whole series just only, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was only that one run allowed by Minter on Friday night, the home run to Tomas Nito. And that was it. Yep. That is correct. Bullpen. They really deserve a lot of credit. And <laughs> I have got to give a shout out to Rice Iglesias. I mean, what oh uh, what a pickup by Alex Anthopoulos. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, he's appeared in. Uh, let me see. I think it was um, here. I'll give you the. I'll give you the rundown. So the Braves bullpen in this series pitched twelve and two thirds innings, gave up one run. So pretty solid stuff. And Rysel Iglesias, get this, he has appeared in 28 games with the Atlanta Braves this year since coming over in the Tucker Davidson and Jesse Chavez trade. And then we got Chavez back, and he's been a beast. Alex and Thoppel just finesses these out of the teams. You got to love it. It's hilarious. He's an animal. Iglesias, 28 games. One earned run. He's allowed one run since coming That's over to the Atlanta Braves. Stat, by the way, I mean, uh, let me just get the full stats real quick. Um, I have uh, baseball. I know his ERA handy. was like like a zero point four or something like that. Um, I don't know how this dude had a four ERA. Zero point three four ERA with a WHIP of point. 835. So he has had some base runners here and there, but he's been able to avoid those guys scoring. I mean, he allowed an underdrawn, but you know, he, he hasn't been walking people. He has over 10 strikeouts per nine innings. Um, which over his career, he's struck out close to 11 per nine innings. Um, hasn't allowed a home run. Um, where can I find like some more of these stats? Okay, so on base percentage against her, her opponents are hitting 185 against him, OPS of 450 since coming over, OPS of 450 against Rice Iglesias. That's insane. Yeah, just for comparison, let me let me just talk about. We all know how dominant Max Freed has been this year. Let me let me just tell you Max Freed's OPS against this year. If it'll look, there we go, five eighty one. So like one, almost one hundred forty points, actually over one hundred forty points better than Max Freed. I mean, obviously a lot less innings and stuff, but. That's how good Rice Iglesias has been for this selling the Raves bullpen. That's outrageous. So far. But yeah, I, I will say one thing that really is concerning um, leading up to the playoffs. Tyler Matic was so good for us last year. He has really, really struggled as of late down the stretch. Yeah. I, I saw something. And I'm going to try to find it um, about, you know, just how I, I I hate using this word because we love Matzik, but he's kind of been just plain bad lately. Yeah. I mean, his, his, vol- I mean, I was expecting his velocity to get up at some point this season and it just really never did. I mean, 
we knew him as a guy that sat 96, 97, occasionally got up to 98. I don't think I saw him throw a pitch above 95 this year. Like he, like I, I he truly just gassed himself out last year to win that world series and hey hats off i mean he truly was the heart and soul of that that bullpen um but yeah he he you know his stats may not show it quite i mean completely he's 42 games three five era but i mean a 126 whip which just you know as a reliever that's not that great um and he's just struggled i mean Mm. velocity's been down his breaking ball hasn't been sharp and you know we we hope he can find it um Mm -hmm. i think we hope he's even on the roster honestly at this point and the one one thing that i feel like would be on his side is just the fact that he's a lefty and um you know i know we have dylan lee and aj mentor as well and the in the back end of that bullpen, but you know, is are we going to be able to rely on Tyler Matzik moving forward? Yeah, and and here's the stat that I was referring to: um, over his last seven appearances, he's walked 27 percent of the batters he's faced. So o- over a quarter of the batters that he's faced over the last seven appearances, he's he's walked three base runners. Yeah. And that's not even, you know, counting the base hits and home runs that he's given up. I don't know if he's given up any home runs, but, you know, he just hasn't been sharp at all. Just no control at all either. Mm-hmm. Which really is kind of a scary feeling, you know, for, you know, a pitcher at that level to not, to, to you know, be pitching and not knowing where any of these, these pitches are going, you know. And I, I that's the thing with Tyler Matzik is, you know, he's had a history of walks and, you know, that kind of, you know, I mean, he shared his story here on the podcast way back in the, the day about the yips and, and whatever. And I don't know if there's a little bit of yips going on right now. And I certainly hope not, but it's something that it's definitely worth thinking about. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, um, so then the Braves did clinch down in Miami and game two. Um, complete snooze fest. The offense really felt was asleep the whole series. <laughs> well, but, until that like last game, at that point, it didn't really matter. I mean, yeah, exactly. The only, the only regular that was playing was Matt Olson. He had a really good game. Um, but other than that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Dansby started the game, but then got pulled after his first at bat so he could get the 162. Started um, all 162 games this season, which is he's yeah. the only player in baseball to start all 162. I mean, that's, that's awesome. A big, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, truly that is a mm-hmm. big thing. Um, and Olsen also played in all 162, but he didn't start all of them. So, but he still had 162 games played. And I believe that they were the only two guys in all of baseball to do that. That's correct. That is correct. I that's think crazy. Freddie only had Freddie only had like 161. I'm pretty sure. And also, um, we finally got our first sack bunt of the year. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were gonna break the record. I was so mad, quite honestly. I wanted to break yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like there's there are times in the season where we definitely should have laid down a sack bunt. But, you know, in, in that situation with Grobby Grossman coming up, who had really struggled putting the ball in play, especially over the last couple of weeks, you know, that didn't really seem right. Yeah, it at, wasn't. The, it wasn't. I think they just well, I, I genuinely think they just did it so they didn't get labeled. Well, that's as definitely like, what we were doing. That, it's not <laughs> like, there's just no way. I mean, because you were bunting you, you with know, one of your best hitters. In Michael Harris. And also another thing that we did that Snicker knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> this is great. This was on Sunday. Um, uh, putting, in, <laughs> putting in William Contreras to face Edwin Diaz. Hey, at least that was the one Mets win they had all weekend. 
was <laughs> Diaz striking out Contreras. Yeah. That I'm, at that point, all year. at that point, it, so, it didn't really matter too much. We just wanted to rub it in even yeah. more and mission hey, accomplished because Mets we, fans we, were we knew, silent. We, we, you know, I had a, I had a, I, I didn't see anything, but I, um, I was joking that, um, that Mets Twitter won't let Contreras live that one down. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see anything about it, um, afterwards because Mets fans are pretty quiet for the most part, but yeah. They didn't really say much, but well, yeah. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for them. So, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, it was literally worst case scenario for us, and it, or for them, not us. And it was best case scenario for us. So, um, so obviously, uh, in case you don't know, uh, Contreras kind of took Edwin Diaz's entrance song to use as his walk up, um, but. Um, I think Kevin McAlpin, a guy who I've really gotten to like, I love like him on Twitter. He's amazing. Kevin McAlpin, as well as a pregame and postgame host. Guy. It used to be David O'Brien, and then he blocked me for some unknown reason. That I have no clue why. Yeah, he's just coming. Uh, I don't know. I don't know David O'Brien at all. But like, to be honest, he just kind of comes across as a jerk sometimes. I don't know. Hundred percent. I I didn't. I don't know what I did. I actually completely <laughs> forgot about him. And then, like, I, I saw a post one day on my timeline, and it was like, you're blocked by this person. Um, and I was like, wait, what? And I looked at it, and it was – um, it was I looked at his, I looked up David O'Brien and said, you're blocked by this person. I was like, what did I do? Oh, but speaking well, of our Twitter, we gained a very special follower, didn't we? We have. We have gained a very special follower. It was exciting. Just out of the blue, but Austin Riley is now a follower on the podcast Twitter. Austin, come on the pod over in the offseason after you win the World Series. No, first of all, thank you, Austin. <laughs> I doubt yes, you're listening to this. Really, but if you have any connection to Austin Riley, thank you for us. He's 100% listening to this right now. Why would he not be? Oh, yeah. There's nothing better to do. You know, instead of watching the wild card series, you know, he's just listening to a podcast about himself. Yeah, I mean, and his team. I mean, mainly his team, but we love you, Austin. Thank you, Austin, for the follow. That was, that was really out of out of the blue. And oh, when you uh, like, w- yeah, when you texted me that, I was just like, huh? <laughs> you just texted me a screenshot, like I, I don't remember what you said, like holy W or something. <laughs> and I was just like, huh? If, and then I, I pulled it up, and probably won't like, see. Oh. You probably can't see it because you're nobody's on the thing but if you can see that um right there there we go followed you so pretty cool stuff also i'm going to try to post this on youtube combine the two parts together anyways i um, can't verify because that is his i mean no i I see the check mark we we can see his twitter right there we see everything so we talked we've talked about the the whole time now it's time to jump into everything else going on around the major leagues. Yeah. Um, Excited. I, I, I really, there, there's a great story in both leagues. Um, judged by just accomplishments. Let's just say that. Should we start with holes or should we start with judge? Let's start with, uh, let's start with judge real quick. Let's start with judge. Aaron. American. I mean, it, the thing is, everyone's already everyone knows exactly what we're going to talk about here. So, I mean, in case you haven't heard, sixty-two home runs breaking Roger Maris's American League record. Um, now we we all know that Aaron Judge has a ton of power. I mean, he's a giant. Um, what is he like six foot eight, two sixty, or something like that? It's crazy. He's, How big the guy is? I think he's bigger than two sixty. I think he's like two eighty five. My bad. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can look it up, but I'm pretty sure he is. No, no, wrong game. He didn't start on Wednesday. But anyways, well, look, looks that up. Um, I, I really just don't Six, think seven two eighty two. Two eighty two. Six seven two eighty two. You wanna. A big human being, and, and most of the, and I would say the vast majority of that 
body weight is pure muscle. So, I mean, he, I mean, I, I think I saw him a picture of him in like a tank top or whatever at some point. And dude, his arms are freaking huge. Like, like I, I really want to know, like you know, some of his stats in the gym, because just out of gen- genuine curiosity. A lot. <laughs> Thank you. Um. But yeah, I I just hate that he's Yankee because you know, I mean, who knows? He might not be for much longer because he is a free agent. After he's gonna this be year. a brave, right? No, I'm just kidding. No, he's gonna be a pirate. <laughs> we've discussed this. Uh, he's be a... <laughs> over text. We've we'll give those predictions about. in the off season. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the very beginning of the off season, we'll have a free agent prediction thing. So, I would say that. You know, since he was a Yankee, he got a lot of publicity over it. So a lot of people kind of grew a little immune to it, the whole thing, and didn't really appreciate the kind of season he had as much as we should have, just because we heard about it so much over and over and over. And especially on MLB at bat. I mean, if you got the notifications day after day after day, watch Aaron Judge's at bats live, you're just like, I don't want to watch that anymore because, like, I've been watching it for five days straight, and he hasn't—he hasn't even hit the ball. Yeah, so he went through a slump. He went through a major slump, and just a big sigh of relief when he finally was done with it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely incredible. Congrats to Aaron Judge, uh, future pirate, future brave, um, future giant, future wherever else he's gonna go, future Marlin. Marlins future, um, future Oakland Athletic future future KBO, um, um, let's see the Kia Kiwo, Tigers, Kiwoom he, Heroes or something, something like that. Is that a team? I don't know. Nippon Ham Fighters. Aren't that's the, Kia, that's the, the one. Kia Tigers are a team, right? Is, am I wrong? I don't. Know. I don't know. I'm Probably. pretty sure. I think, think so. They are. I think maybe Nippon not the KBO, but I'm pretty sure. The, I don't know if it's the KBO, but I'm pretty sure the, they're a team. The one thing I'm I'm for sure exists is like the Nippon Ham Fighters, right? Maybe I don't know. I don't keep I don't, up with If anyone knows what a ham fighter is, please let me know because I'm interested. <laughs> um. Anyways, um, Albert Pujols. Now, if you told me. About a year and a half ago, that Albert Pujols was going to hit 700 home runs or finish his career with 700 home runs. I would have thought you were crazy because he was so far away. At um, his age. At his age. He was 41 last year, so 42 this year. And he came in this year on what? 479? Yes. And he was strictly only playing against left-handed starting pitching. So basically, like once every like four days, on average, yeah. I would say. The streak he went on to finish the year out. I mean, I don't know what what do we know how many home runs he had before the home run derby? It was like five, wasn't it? Or like I not, think so. Was, was I think digits. so. Yeah. He was because he's at twenty four now, but he was single digits when the he was at like eight or nine maybe when the when the All Star break happened. I don't know the exact. I think it was number. around five, if I remember correctly, and uh, I can pull yeah. it up real quick. I mean, Albert Pujols at age forty two, uh, you know, finished the season with twenty four home runs, a two seventy average, a one fifty four OPS plus, which is higher than his career total. <laughs> So he was he was playing above his career average at age forty two. Um, my computer's about to die. I forgot to plug it. <laughs> um, I just got a notification. So sorry about that. Anyways, um, let me look at his splits, and I'll, I'll let you know what he was doing first half. Um, internet's kind of slow. So sorry. There we go. Um, home or away? Okay, first half. Six home runs, a two fifteen average, a six seventy six OPS. Jeez, is nine day. So his OPS, his OPS plus in the first half was ninety two. So about eight percent 
worse than the average major league player. Second half. Oh my goodness. I can't believe this is, this is legit. He had one caught stealing, by the way, in the second half. Oh boy. <laughs> what catcher was like mean enough to throw Albert Pujols out? That's, that's very mean. So second half for Albert Pujols at age 42. This is unbelievable. 18 home runs, 48 RBIs, 323 average, an OPS of 1.103, an OPS plus of 206. Wait, there's two. OP- Wait, what? Wait, what? There, there's, there's two OPS pluses on here. There's TOPS plus and there's SO. Never mind. I don't even know what to look at here. So never mind. Ignore the OPS plus talk because I don't know which ones those. I don't know what that means. But yeah, long story short, that I mean, what a difference! Oh, the home run derby uh, was it the home run derby? Who knows? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I don't want this guy to retire. Ponce de Leon. Or something like was that who it was? I don't know. Go to go to go to class. Go to school. Stay in school, kids. Huh? You know what? You know? I don't know. No, I don't know what you're talking about. But okay. Talking about Ponce de Leon. What about him? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um. So Albert Pujols finishes his career. With a 101.6 career war, 3,384 hits, 703 home runs, 296 average, and second all-time with 2,218 hits. Absolutely incredible. Congratulations, Albert, on a wonderful regular season career. Um, We'll definitely be pulling for the Cardinals if the Braves don't beat them because i mean that would just be awesome but if out to see albert pools like win a world series in his final season but obviously hope the braves win it above all else but if that doesn't work i hope the cardinals win it all because that would just be awesome yeah we hope they don't beat us but if they do then you know they better go all the way yeah and also adam wainwright um and Yadier Molina as well. Also, um, met Adam Wainwright at work. So that was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Got a picture of yes. him. Shout out to Wainwright. Great, great you guy. Know. Nice guy. Great guy. And I have a story about that for a different time. But because um, we are running out of time for this episode. One last <laughs> thing that we do need to talk about before the end of the episode. The Seattle Mariners are back in the postseason. Woo! Hey, first my predictions at the beginning years. of the season. I think my predictions at the beginning of the season were pretty pretty spot on for the most part. I mean, I, know I, told, I, I know I said they were going to win the division, but I was wrong about that. But, hey, go Mariners. Big time. I, I really hope Mariners and Cardinals World Series would be amazing. Oh, that'd be I'd – be, I'd love – I mean, we we played the Mariners a, f- a few weeks ago. That's a mm-hmm. that's a really good team. Like they might have yeah. only won, I think, eighty nine games or something like that. But that team's way better than their record will show. That team, they get hot, and you might want to look at it. I know they go to Toronto, um, and then they would have to play the Astros. Is that correct or no? No, that's wrong. No, yeah, that's is that correct? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the American League bracket I don't, I don't i think it's i think the winner of the four or five would play the astros if i'm not mistaken which is the mariners and the blue jays so go go m's baby i'm, I'm rooting go mariners. For the, on the, on the, I'm, I'm rooting for the mariners on the on the american league side so i'm with you or, or I, I i'm a big i'm a big guardian supporter that with that what that team has done to get to this point with the payroll they have and um you know they might be in a crappy division but to win 92 games and win the division in any division i don't care with that salary and that payroll and in mm-hmm. the roster 
it is really impressive. So shout out to Terry Francona. Really, I, I really feel like without a doubt, AL manager of the year. Oh, no doubt. 100%. 100%. Um, the city of Cleveland deserves that. And um, I know they're kind of get written off. Mm-hmm. They're kind of get written off because they're, you know, Oh, they won the AL Central, but they they got some. They got a. I mean, they got a, a legit superstar in Jose Ramirez and um, a really good staff in bullpen. So look out for them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're running out of time. So I'll yes, we're running out of time. We got a little over a minute, just barely over a minute before the Zoom kicks us off. So um, I will I will edit this episode and put in something for the outro and intro and everything else going on. So you want to do outro? No, you got it. Okay. Well, I haven't done this in a long time. So, anyways, any <laughs> that's why I didn't want to do it. Um, link to everything, social media, all that good stuff. Email, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Probably missing something. Uh, everything. everything in the description. Um, email us, tweet at us, leave us a review. Everything is down below. Please be sure to check that out. And until next time, my name is David Waters. And I'm Luke Harden. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you all. I I don't even know what episode it is. Who cares? See you next time. See you all. Peace, guys.